Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely. Let's get started. Where does the journey to becoming a thought leader start? Every thought leader has to start somewhere to enter the world of building a personal brand. But the truth is, most people undervalue just how powerful it can be to share your ideas. And it's possible that you might have a lot of ideas, but without the help of a sounding board, you might not know where to start. Here at Astutely, we understand that starting any new venture, whether that's building a personal brand or a new company, can be intimidating. Fear is created from the uncertainty of leaving your comfort zone, and that often happens when you start sharing your ideas in public. And that's why on today's episode, we're going to break down the process of becoming a thought leader into three accessible phases, theories, methods, and tools. And you'll be able to use these three phases to create connections with powerful relationships through your ideas. Now, why does this idea matter? I think something a lot of people don't understand is that thought leadership doesn't have to feel scary. The truth is, by sharing your ideas, you're actually creating an opportunity to connect with similarly minded people. Building relationships is no longer an outbound struggle, but powered by an inbound magnet, literally by your thoughts. In the fifth discipline field book, Peter Senger breaks down the spreading of ideas into theories, methods, and tools. And we believe that you can use this framework through your own ideas to start stepping into your own potential as a thought leader. Let's explain how it works. Theories, methods, and tools are all essential parts of building knowledge in your field. They're all parts of the same whole for creating effective thought leadership. So to see this in action, I want you to imagine that you're in a hospital as a doctor, a cardiac surgeon to be precise. Your work is reliant on humanity collectively gathering scientific knowledge and applying it for the better. The theory of cardiac functioning, which is how a healthy heart functions and the irregularities that indicate a heart attack, has led to a long-standing methodology cardiac monitoring. And cardiac monitoring tracks heart attacks in progress and averts those that are starting. And finally, when the tool of electric cardiac monitors were developed after the theory and after the methodology, it's enabled much more precise and extensive monitoring as a cardiac surgeon. So you can see there, if you imagine that you're a cardiac surgeon, the tool you're using could never have been developed without the method which in turn was only created after the initial theory. And that's where we have to start. The English word theory comes from the Greek root word theoros, meaning spectator. And this derives from the same root as the word theater. The reason why is human beings invent theories for the same basic reasons that we invent theater, to bring out into a public space the play of ideas that might help us better understand our world. It's no secret that Shakespeare, if you want to understand human psychology, 
reading Shakespeare will get you about 80 to 90% of the way there. His famous phrase, all the world's a stage, literally encapsulated how humans think and do, hence the name of his theatre, The Globe. And theory is the exact same. It's literally how we think about our field. Without having that facet nailed, our methods and tools can't be built on a firm foundation. So if you're starting this process of sharing your ideas or you want to share your ideas more and to become a thought leader, in order to become known in your industry, you need to realize that first, you've got to verbalize or visualize your specific beliefs in the form of a theory. So here's some examples of theories in action. You could be, for example, dissecting the big ideas that underpin how your industry operates. So this could be sharing a mission-driven piece of communication on where the world is going. I think a great example of this is Tom Davenport's recent thesis on artificial intelligence. Davenport is a world-renowned thought leader in business and technology, and artificial intelligence is incredibly nascent, incredibly new as an industry. Before applying his methods and tools, Davenport laid out his theory in a Forbes article titled Return on Artificial Intelligence, The Challenge and the Opportunity. It just so happens that Davenport is building on top of this thesis with his latest venture, the Return on AI Institute. But in order to enact that, he had to make clear what his ideas on the state of the industry were first. He had to get clear and articulate his theory. Once you've articulated your theory, the moment it can impact your customers and employees is when it becomes a method. Method also comes from the Greek methodos, a means to pursue particular objectives. It gradually evolved into its current meaning, which is a set of systematic procedures and techniques for dealing with types of issues and problems. Or simply put, a method is a strategy you can execute. So let's build on our earlier example of the theory of dissecting the big ideas that underpin how your industry operates. Let's say you've done that and now you want to create a method, or now you can break down a core process that runs in your industry. Or if you were going to break down the theory behind what you believe about your industry that most people miss, then the method could be how to apply that insight that most people miss. For astutely, that's the belief that empathetic communication starts by identifying the subtlety in your story. And for more on discovering subtleties, you can check out episode four, Lessons from Abraham Lincoln, where we unpack how one subtlety unlocks the potential in Lincoln's story all at once. And you'll notice there that that episode is part theory and part method. So now we come to the third act in our story, the third piece of the puzzle, tools. Buckminster Fuller used to say, if you want to teach people a new way of thinking, don't bother trying to teach them. Instead, give them a tool, the use of which will lead to new ways of thinking. Tool comes from a Germanic word meaning to make, to prepare, or to do, and it still carries that meaning today. Tools are the products and services you offer as a business leader. It's how you practically make a difference in the lives of your customers or perhaps an internal tool that makes a difference in the lives of your employees. 
So for an example of a tool, here at Astutely, the tool that we've created most recently is our five-step guide to building powerful relationships with empathetic communication. And if you want to get that guide for yourself, you can download it for free over at weareastutely.com. The important point here is that you can see the difference in value proposition. On the one hand, if I'm a customer and one vendor offers me a product or a tool and that's the end of the story, then that's one kind of offer, okay. But then if another vendor offers me a similar product, along with taking the time to explain the detail behind her methodology of how the product works, and she even goes as far as to tell me the theory behind why the company started in the first place, well, who do you think I'm going to choose to work with? In order to become a thought leader, you need three things. Number one, a clearly articulated theory. Number two, a practical method explaining how that theory is used. And finally, a tool or product that people can interact with. And I want to break this idea down by looking at a thought leader that I respect, Nick Haig, the co-founder and head of growth at B2B International. Nick's journey to becoming a thought leader started with theory. He started researching business-to-business companies alongside his father in 1998, when B2B wasn't even coined as a phrase as it is today. Rather than focusing on consumer research, as was the trend at the time, Nick flipped the narrative to focus on business-to-business market research. And this decision eventually led to the world's first end-to-end B2B research solution company. But before we could get there, before he can deliver that, Nick had to turn his theory into a method. B2B International's theory can be summed up in a simple truth. In B2B, customer experience is king. And Nick's method is how B2B builds systems to deliver exceptional customer experience. In other words, B2B enables clients to make better business decisions powered by deep research insights into their customers. This is their proprietary method that they do better than anyone else. But to become a thought leader, Nick had to go through the final step in our framework, which was to turn his method into a tool. To educate his growing audience, Nick distilled his customer experience method into his book, B2B Customer Experience. I've personally read and learned from it, and anyone else in the world now can benefit from his ideas. In other words, he's converted his thinking into thought leadership. Today, B2B International are a global company. But it all started with a theory on the opportunity in business-to-business market research. And if you want to be a thought leader, you need to start where Nick did, with a clear vision for the future of your industry. I want to make this absolutely clear for you. You can't skip to methods or tools in this framework. All thought leadership starts with theory. Without underlying theory, you get tools that might work in one situation and would fail in others. But unfortunately, you just don't know why, because you don't understand the theory. But with the firm foundation that theory provides, your audience can understand the core of why you've created the methods and tools for different situations. By better understanding the ideas central to you and your industry, you get to teach your audience to effectively use the tools you've created much better. The theory, the method, and the tool are all essential parts of building knowledge in your field and showcasing a cohesive 
personal brand. To sum up these three key concepts for you to take home, they are number one, theory is your ideas. This is your thought leadership. This is where thought leadership starts. You might be hesitant to initially share everything that's been said. You might think you don't have anything original, but remember that not everything has been seen or heard, and likewise, it might not have been expressed best yet. If you're a business leader, a founder or CEO, you have a rich wardrobe of experiences to unpack. You're an expert in your field, so share that knowledge and own it. Once you've crystallized the theory, then you can move to methods, which are strategies people can execute. Methods are the process of peeling back the curtain on how your business works. And these connect to your process and your system. In other words, they are the behind the scenes at your company and how your operations get done. And thirdly, you can convert the method to a practical tool, which is your product or service that's impacting your customer or employee. This has to be applicable. Tools create value right then and there. And a direct call to action can be made with the tool, or at least should be able to be made with the tool, just as if you were walking to a hardware store to buy a hammer to hit that nail as soon as you buy it. When combined, theories, methods, and tools create a framework for you to share your best ideas. And when done astutely, they connect to your target audience's heads and hearts and put you firmly on the map as a thought leader. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. We love connecting with our listeners. And if you've learned something today, we'd love to hear what you took away by writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star ratings make a big difference in helping Subject Matters message grow. And we're curious to know what you took away from today's episode, as that will help us create even more useful content for you in the future. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter. 